So tell us about our body being designed for running. Um, when it comes to, oh, good morning, when it comes to um, <laughs> running, basically we are very economically designed in terms of being bipedal or being walking on two legs. So when it comes to running, there is a certain, there's a certain gait or certain speed at which you feel comfortable. So that's why some people walk very fast, some people walk slowly. And when it comes to running, we're not talking about all out sprints, we're talking about very economical jogging. Oh, what does that mean? When I, when I hear economical, I think about money. What does economical have to do with Econ jogging unless I'm <coughs> buying running clothes? Okay, economical then would mean something that is easy for your body to do, for you to cope with. Um, I'm sure you are aware of talk pace, talk pace training. Talk pace training basically means that... you can that comfortably talk while you yes, are active. Yes, you're not so... <laughs> we that you cannot Good. even have a conversation. So gotcha. that's... That's economical. That's really economical, which obviously depends on your level of fitness because what may be talk-based to one person may be completely okay. make winding someone else. So you might not be prepared for this question, but that's your own fault because you've set my mind off oh, now with what no. you've just said. <laughs> but so is this about with, with singers as well? Okay, okay. Half the time they're lip-syncing, I know, but there are people who get on stage and they perform like, for example, Madonna, like Beyonce. They they sing and dance, and when we talk about Madonna and Beyonce, they're really dancing. They're not just, you know. Mm. And I remember reading about 10 years ago um, an article about how fit you have to be to, to sing, mm. you know, while you're dancing. And that came out when, um, was it 10 years ago? Was it five years ago? Christina Aguilera had put on a bit of weight. And then okay. she did a concert, and she was a little what were they say Rubenesque or what? What's the word now? Thick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so she wasn't dancing the way she used to dance. And also an article about mm. that saying, well, she's probably not in the shape she needs to be in to be able to sing and dance without sounding like it's taking an effort. I don't actually recall Christina Aguilera being that great of a dancer, but okay. Um, but yes, it would, it, it does impact you. Sorry? That was a bit <laughs> off topic. <laughs> okay, but yes, your physical, your physical ability has to do with your fitness also. And I mean, remember when you're talking versus when you're singing and people are hitting very high notes. So mm. it will, it will have an impact. That's probably, that is probably why people mm. are. Or lip syncing also. Because mm. Celine Dion, talking about high notes, not a big dancer. Mm. Um, Mariah Carey as well, not, not, not a, a big, big dancer. Not a big walker either. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen some of her performances, they carry her and she just sings. But she is the Mariah. The diva, yes. She must be carried, I mean, clearly, and her voice, her voice carries her the rest of the yes. way. So people are not carrying her. Okay, so economically fit. Um, I can get on a treadmill and do a, like a very fast walk and comfortably talk. Um, I think if I'm doing a comfortable jog, I can do a comfortable jog. I don't think I can comfortably talk while I'm comfortably jogging unless I'm talking in short sentences. Well, you are more, it's more economical on the treadmill. Treadmill is easier because the surface is walk, the surface is moving. You, right. Yes, when you are on the road or outside, the surface is standing still, so you are actually propelling yourself, whereas with the treadmill, the surface is moving, and it is actually, you will find the deck is more, 
it's more cushioned than when you are outside right. and then the surface would be level. It wouldn't be like when some people when they develop running problems. So you're saying it's easy on the treadmill? It is definitely, definitely it is easy on the treadmill. I might not have you back on the show because I was trying to say that I have a certain level of fitness and then you were just saying, actually, I do not have a certain <laughs> level of fitness. <laughs> Okay. I speak, I speak the truth. <laughs> Is it setting you free? <laughs> okay. So, what kind of now? Um, the my, my guests tomorrow they're running marathons. What kind of training do you have to put in to run a marathon? Because my, I'm just running. If if I run five kilo five kilometers, kilometers. I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but the, these are marathons we're talking about. So even if it's a half marathon, that's twenty what case? Twenty one case exactly. So what kind of training do you put in for that? Well, when it comes to marathon running, you need to have a decent amount of running under your belt. You don't just decide, I'm going to get me the shoes and the outfit and then I'm going to run. So you need to have a decent amount of mileage that you are running. You need to be running daily with having shorter runs and longer runs. So you are looking at in excess, you're looking at you about maybe 10 to 20K runs and then you're going to need to alternate that when mm-hmm. you are running, depending so, on your distance that you're going to be. So are you saying if I run 10Ks on Monday, I run 20Ks on Tuesday? Well, you see, the thing is also it's very subjective. It depends also. Sometimes you are running a flat and then you are running hills or then you're running like trail running. But you also need to go on how your body feels because everybody is very different and our bodies are very unique. And it depends on where you are in your training and how your nutrition is. It depends on a, on a lot of – there's a lot of factors when it comes to – Okay. So now besides running – what kind of warm-ups do you do? What kind of, um, look, I, I, I don't know. I actually, and in saying I don't know, I'm reminding myself, I was a big cross-country runner um, a long time ago. Before yeah, I'm trying to think. And, okay, that was uncalled for. <laughs> <laughs> this guest is working very hard to not be invited back. Let me just say that. Um and as I'm saying that, join the conversation. Call us on 021-446-0567, SMS 31567, WhatsApp 0725671567, and tweet at Cape Talk. Uh, I've got Melissa in the studio. She's a biokineticist. With um, She's got a degree in human movement sciences. And she, um, you're, not, you're not a runner yourself. No. no. Oh, what a face. <laughs> and I used to run cross country, which I really enjoyed. Um, so I used to run uh, 10 kilometers a day. Mm-hmm. And then I would offset it twice a week. I would run more. But I would usually run 10Ks. And um, when I ran a race, which would normally be on the weekend, I'll be very honest, I didn't run to win. I, I, ran, I liked it. I liked the way I felt. I liked the outdoors. I liked the whole, the wind in my face, the sun smelling the ground. It was like a kind of meditation. So I am not a competitive runner, but I, I enjoy the running. I, I enjoy the feeling of it. And one of the things I remember is I ate a lot because I felt like after I ran, I felt like I was really, really hungry. I felt ravenous, almost Similar to when I was swimming, like because uh, I could also I would swim sometimes when I couldn't run I would swim, mm. and <clears> I would swim I'd get in the pool and I'd be in the pool for about an hour, 
constantly moving in that hour. So yeah. that's basically a form of cross training or active recovery. So that is still maintaining your fitness, just not have, just doesn't have the same strenuous demands as running would have. So the question in my long-winded way, I'm sorry, is um, what kind of exercise do I need as a runner besides running? Or do I just need to be running? Well, you need to be running. You can add cycling also because remember running is a lot of pounding on your the joints. joints. So that's why one of the things I said was sometimes people discover they have a knee problem or they have an ankle problem. And then it's a very simple solution would be they keep running on the same side of the road. And then that's, you know, the road cambers. So one of the things you can do for that. You is mean just there's a slight incline? Yes, because the road, because of the way the road is designed, it's higher in the middle. So in the water, when it rains and the water oh, runs down. Oh, so everything down. runs down. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So then you run on the one side and then run on the other side. That will normally, or that could alleviate that problem depending on. Okay. So in other words, if you go, go in one direction and then return so that you, um, whichever foot had the tiny bit of an incline. Mm. is now relieved yes. and the other foot now has the tiny bit of an incline that's what you're yeah. saying so that it evens the 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 pressure out on the ankles and the knees so that they both then have equal yes but aren't you then just going to have two sore knees instead of one sore knee no because the sore the soreness will then be because of your not being in alignment remember because you're oh, running okay. on so so yes. so actually then you put everything is out because when you talk about alignment i also think about your back mm yes because okay. everything rests on your feet, so your feet are are, are misplaced. Well, it's not misplaced, but the one is higher than the other one. That means the knee is higher. That means the hip is higher, which means there's an hour curve in the spine also. So yes, it, it does do that. Okay, it, so it's like a, a whole knock. knock yes, it's a whole knock-on effect. Okay, okay. So okay, but back to your question, you could be cycling. Mm -hmm. You could because that is. Less, that's less stress and you're sitting down so it's not a body supported exercise you can do running on the if you have access to a gym or if you have an elliptical trainer which simulates running without the stress mm -hmm. and then there's treadmill running also that you can do and then there's weight training that you should do because you want to strengthen your you want to strengthen your core you want to strengthen your muscles in your legs and also around your knee joints because you, I know you've heard of runner's knee mm -hmm. which is sometimes it can either be an ITB problem which is when you're feeling the pain on the outside or it could be uh, patellar femoral pain syndrome which is when you're feeling that directly on your knee so sometimes you will feel the pain some people have pain when they go downstairs some people have pain when they go upstairs so then that would also be depending on which which of the two problems that you have so then it also see that's also why when I spoke about feet you can also look at the way you wear your shoes the way your shoes wear you've probably heard of pronation and supination sometimes when you go to the total sports or wherever it is that you go sometimes if you have somebody that is experienced they will ask you do you pronate or do you supinate which just basically means how do the the movement of your foot do you does your foot roll in from the heel out onto the toe or does it roll the other way then sometimes also how would you be aware of that? You can look at the way your shoes wear. Especially you can oh. look at the heels. Yes. If you wear a heel on the outside. Okay. Because I, I see that often. As in, you know, someone's walking past you and you notice it. Mm. You notice that the heels are worn um, sometimes towards the very back, like right at the back of your foot, the heel is worn. Yeah. And some, and mostly what I see is the very back of the heel is worn. And then also the outsides of the heel. And then sometimes also you'll see with because the heel, because you're wearing from the outside, you'll find the ankle goes a little bit in or they're a little bit knock-kneed even.
So, and then you have people that are perfectly straight, they would be neutral. So these are also things that you need to consider, even um, whether you have a flat, like I have flat feet, or whether you have a high arch. So, so what does that mean, you, you, you have flat feet? Because your feet aren't actually flat. flat. But it's like basically sprinters would have more of a high arch because of the, the way in which they run. Because they don't really, they're not really, um, they don't really have a heel toe strike because they're kind of running on their toes because it's very fast. But I mean, what you can do is you can just dampen your foot, wet it a little bit, put it on a, on a tissue or something, and then you can look at the outline of your foot. Some people you will see, they just have like a, their foot is just flat, it's just like a block. Some people will just show the heel and the, the ball of the foot and the toes. Some people show like a C mm -hmm. almost on mm -hmm. the outside. So it would look at the arch. Okay. So very quickly, just to wrap up, we've now spoken about the exercises you do to before you run mm. and to prepare for running, for a marathon, for uh, a big race. What do you do after the big race? Well, after the big race, um, you can, some people like to have ice baths or just general um, stretching you can do stretching um, also the nutrition that you take in you can take in liquid carbohydrates before you start taking a protein meal but as it said some people need to some people need to then just go for a lighter run afterwards or just to walk but some people like the ice baths and just the stretching so then again it's it, it all depends on how you ran and how your body feels Okay, Melissa, thank you very much for coming in and thank you for talking to us uh, about 